Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, the guy sitting next to me on the plane was looking at OK Cupid, and it was just making me think, damn, this dude is mad devious. Why? I don't know. Even though it's like the most normal thing in the world, like, oh, he's get, he's going to New York. He might try to get some yeah. in New York and try yeah. to get some girls in New York. But still in my head, I'm just like, damn. This guy's on a sex vacation. <laughs> well, I just, I've been there a like, million times swipe, in my liking, life. What do you, how do you, you, like, you got to oh, swipe? Oh, you swipe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You swipe right if you like him. You swipe yeah. left if you don't like him. Yeah, Are we recording? All right, no, no job for coolest podcast in the world. Latest intro in the world. Maybe we could just use all that, <laughs> right? Math Hoff in the building. I'm in the building. You're you, y'all gonna add the clapping and all that shit. Oh yeah, yeah I yeah. like that shit. When you yeah, I like it. You think people are gonna believe this in front of a live audience and not at WTF Studios in the heart of New York City, right here on Canal Street? No, I, I think that that when you say my name, there should just be an audience. Oh yeah, automatically yeah, yeah. just. Yeah. We could pay some chicks to throw their bras at us and shit. You know, I'm surprised at you because mm. I expected that. Right. People always think I'm going to be moving around like Hugh Hefner. Yeah, exactly. Like, you expect, okay, I'm right, doing this no jumper thing. Let me make sure I got my cologne on because it's going to be like mad porn stars just walking around and shit. You, you know, money is one thing. I look at Dan Bozarian's Instagram story and I'm like, that's money. Because think about how many motherfucking bills you're paying for when you have 20 hot chicks following you around all over fucking Europe. You got 20 girls that, I guess they fit on the private plane, right? So maybe that works out. But, like, you're paying for the food, the fucking hotel rooms, whatever. You got paying some kind of rate to just be there. I mean, that shit must be so expensive. Right? You think about it. But how many of them are they just, just there for free? Maybe, maybe some of them. But either way, even just to house and feed them. I mean, and they're hot as shit. Like, right. really hot. Right. Like, but, I mean, it's great for his image. Yeah, but there's got to be like some sort of stipulation where like he can silence them. Oh yeah, feels like it. If I was paying that much money for him, for sure, I want to be able to yeah. control your every move. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> silence. Yeah, that's. I bend over. Maybe you know that's I mean? how like, you end up shit. on some Mark Kelly shit, and you're like, hey, you, you don't pee until I tell you to pee. <laughs> yeah, or you're gonna maybe. poop in a little bowl in the corner. Is is that what happens? Some shit like that, I right? Don't know. I don't know how he I got don't it. I don't believe that shit. Bro. Oh, you're not buying it? I don't. I don't the R. Kelly truth are great. This should be a great interview. I don't, I don't <laughs> buy it. I don't. I just, I feel like R. Kelly, like, you know, he made so much, so, so many hits. He's like, it's like the Bill Cosby thing. Right. I mean, I, not to say, like, that there was definitely evidence that right. he was, you know. Yeah. But all that other stuff, I feel like he was con- convicted by TV. You think it's fucked up that I'd be banging my girl listening to R. Kelly? Not at all, because I do too. You do? Well, not your girl. Right, no. But, you know. But I don't even think about it. It doesn't even cross my mind. Yeah, that's the, that's the, you only think about it 
when there's someone else present. But I can never listen to a rap song or some pussy ass rapper saying some gangster ass shit. I, I I couldn't. Well, I mean, I guess there's probably tons of examples of shit from the '90s or whatever that I now know right. that they're not who they were saying they were, and I don't right. think about it when the song plays. But right. it's much harder for me to separate the artist from the art with rap. Whereas right. with R and B, it's like I really don't care. Like R. Kelly, like his music is not. I'm I'm just not invested in it like that. Well, do you think about it? No, okay, R. Kelly had so many. Hit so many love songs, right? right. Pause, pause it, this whole thing. <laughs> but um, what kind of mentality would you have to have to just make songs about sex all day? Well, he's clearly consumed with it. Yeah. Yeah. So are, uh, are we, the fans, responsible for his, his obsession? Well, what does it say about us that... Out of all the R&B artists, and I, and I say us, I mean like all of America and the world, mm -hmm. clearly decided that this guy, who was an actual sex criminal, right. was the best at making music about many things, but really sex being the biggest but, one. But is that the, the catch-22 mm. to being, you know? Like, what is it? Like, if you're... you're the, the uh, You just said you can't listen to a pussy-ass rapper talk about shit that he never lived. Mm. But then you think about the realest rapper... <laughs> Right. He's probably going to be convicted for the worst shit in the world one day. You we know see it saying? all the time. Right. So King Von, best best drill rapper in recent memory, right? Everybody says that he would be locked up right now if he was on the street. Murdered mad people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, So how do you, you know? Because the best music comes from people who are basically like a little bit unhinged. Right, you, it, you have to. As soon as you get comfortable and you're in the mansion and all your needs are taken care of, it's basically like a recipe for you falling falling off artistically, right? Right. Mm. That's why nobody wants to hear forty year old rappers, right? Uh, no, I think people want to hear them. But it's hard for them to figure out what people want to hear from them. It's sad if you're an artist and you're trying to figure out what people want to hear from you instead of just. I mean, at 40, you just do what you want, right? That's when you start right. not caring about pause, how to dress. Is my, yeah, pause, pause. <laughs> is, is it, we good now? <laughs> we good now with this thing? I'm telling you, you gotta, you would be the first with the, the pussy-shaped mics. Right. No, we're working on it. Gotta do that. We gotta do that. I mean, we got a prototype, honestly. Josh is 3D modeling it right now on his phone. Did, did this start as soon as I sat down? Yeah. So I, you got to hear about my bad week? The breakup. The breakup and all that? Hmm. There you go. As a podcaster, exploiting pe black people's pain. You're once right. Again. It's like loving hip hop. Here you are. Again. Right. <laughs> you should exploit your own breakup. Make some you content so? out of it. I mean, that's what a lot of people would do. Uh, I don't even want to admit it. Like this, uh, you know, I'm hoping that, that it won't even exist by the time this comes out. Oh, so you think you're gonna get back together, or you think that the I have no idea. Oh, really? It's one of them. It's up in the air. Yeah. Is it because you're lit now? You getting cocky? No, sometimes no. It's not me. <laughs> it's not, not me. me. I try to take care of everybody, man. Right. I try to take care of everybody, but I don't know. Sometimes, you know, it, it gets to people's head. Like when, when you started getting really, really popular, mm -hmm. um, were you dating the same girl? Yeah. So pretty much did, since the beginning, which is crazy. Did it kind of like affect her as you became more popular? I mean, there's been ups and downs, you know. There's been times where. 
her career was going insanely well, mm -hmm. and my career was not doing that well. And then, and how did you feel? Was you hating on the side, like? I was probably in denial about what was happening. <laughs> I was probably convincing myself that everything was fine. Right, right. But, like, you know, there's times where, like, she feels like her career is in the shitter. Yeah. And meanwhile, I start, you know, two, three different revenue streams pop up. All of a yeah. sudden, shit starts going way better. I get 10 great interviews back to back. Right. And it can be kind of weird. If you're really in a good relationship, you can weather that. That's, like, a lot of when I'm trying to comfort her. It's basically me telling her, like, I don't care if you are having a bad year. Right. I don't care if you're having yeah. a bad week, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm here. But it's you're good. married, right? You know, Essentially. Married? Essentially. Fiance. She's Fiance. working. We're working on the wedding now. Okay. Yeah. So you proposed? Yeah. When did you propose? Beginning of the pandemic, I think. So maybe like two and a half years ago. Two oh, years. so you, yeah, you've you been good for a long time. Yeah. Ah. I'm ready. Uh, I don't know. My, my, my home, it's my brother over there. He's been trying to get me to, he's like, yo, man, all that shit is going to end when you propose. And I'm like, how? To me, that's like rewarding bad behavior. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, okay, I know we, you know, we haven't been seeing eye to eye. You've been cursing me out and shit like that. But here, let's get married. Right. Like what? what because my thing with women is that they they keep wanting more and more and more of you, and once you tie the knot, that's when it's clear there's no more to get. Like right. you might want more of my time, but you 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 have me if we're right. married. Right. You know. So it's like. If you're already kind of worried that she's maybe taking a little bit too much of you for granted or expecting a little bit too much from you, I feel like that's only going to get worse after you basically legally stipulate that you are now in this arrangement. See, he thinks like me. He thinks like me because I'm thinking like, yo, this, how's this going to get better this way? You know yeah. what I mean? But, you know, I, I, I love her. Right. I love her a lot. But it's just certain shit, man. I just. Yeah. And the we older clash. you get, we clash with these things. The older you get, the more depressing the idea of like giving up on those years of hard work, building something kind of gets, right? Um, the more and more you're like, fuck, I put all this time and effort into it. I'm going to be an old man sooner or later. I ain't no spring chicken. Uh, it, it depends. You go out and you see, like, oh, yeah. I'm still capable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, how old are you? 22? You're pressing on me. You want to fuck me? <laughs> Like, okay, all right, cool. I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at this. That's man. real. Nah, but yo, that first time that you hit the fucking club when you're single, yeah. and you still, like, you got the sad feelings inside, and you go to the club, and you realize, like, oh, these girls are sluts. And, yeah. they, and they like me, at least yeah. enough to, like, talk to me. You know, yeah. I might not be fucking one no, tonight, I, but I'm, I, I might be fucking one tonight. Oh, before I met my girl, I was a savage, bro. Yeah. Oh, uh, you were getting savage. in bad? I was one of those guys who used to fuck in the um, bathroom. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? And I would tell myself. It got so bad that I would meet a chick and tell myself, I'm not going to fuck her. I'm not going to fuck her. I'm not going to fuck her. Half an hour later, in the bathroom. <laughs> Security's like, hey, man, you can't be in there. I'm like, <laughs> Where are we talking? Like, a, no, I'm, I'm talking like lounges, clubs. Right. Shit like that. But like, how long are you like fucking? Donna, Donna like Donna from, um, from Black Ink, like that type of shit. You getting head for a little while and then you're fucking, or you like just fucking um, for like 30 seconds? All that, you know, throw up, bend over, bow, 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 bow. I would be in such, you said throw up? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're painting a picture. Not throw up. <laughs> throw up on a wall, Adam. Throw up on a wall. You part way through. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm a big guy. I can pick him up. I can, ah. Damn. Stall, you were grimy like that, huh? Yeah, no I was rubber. A savage. I was in the a savage. urinal. 
No, no in, the, in the restroom. Yeah, yeah. No, in, you you hitting the handicap stall if possible? Um, yeah. You think it's kind of fucked up? Always better because there's more space. You know, you feel bad when you like walk out of there and there's a guy in a wheelchair sitting there not holding at this piss in? Not at all. <laughs> it's not fair. You get that much space. It's Damn. Not fair. So you got sick of this lifestyle at a certain point, and you were like, "Nah." Yeah, because it was it was it was dangerous, man. Mm, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel. I'd, I'd use a rubber, but every now and then, you know, you'd be like, "Oh, this feels too good." You know what that means? Let it go. Nah. Shoot the club up. You, you pull it out, and you got a headband. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Been there. Yeah. You're like, this feels a little too good. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, oh. And then you realize it's all just wrapped around the, yeah, the, the base. Hula hoop. You got a cock ring, it turns <laughs> out. You ever rock a cock ring? <laughs> yeah. Um, eh, I heard yeah, dudes I talk about it a few times. Yeah. I, I, I've, oh, I've, my God. I've done the toy thing. Damn. Yeah, with, okay. with, with the, I'm not going to dig know. any deeper before we find out some weird shit. Yeah, nah, nah. No, no weird shit. No? you never no... been hung from the roof by your... Legs or anything? Nah, nah, no shit like that. Uh, I no, think no chains. What would be the craziest shit? Chains, nah. Tie them, you know, bondage maybe. Ooh. I know, a, I know somebody in Cali who does that. Who ties like, like people up for a living. Is his name Army Hammer? No, it's a female. Oh. Yeah. You know who Army Hammer is? No. He got this new documentary. He was like a big actor, and he was tying girls up he's like convincing them that he was into bdsn and he's like torturing them and all this crazy shit it's a good documentary mm-hmm. it's on discovery plus that's, <laughs> you're not gonna that's get the weird shit i don't believe you're gonna get discovery that's plus the weird shit. yeah and there's a lot of weird females out there man i meet a chick that, that'll tell me to oh punch me what no no we're not doing that but let me ask you this mm. your stock throughout your career is go, it goes up it goes down you feel like you're kind of at the height right now like the, the pod is popping the show's popping like you got to feel a little bit like oh if i cut ties and all of a sudden i'm single right now the 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 the, yeah, the probably, employee is a, available to me it probably would be a lot of celebrity pussy mm. probably a lot of celebrity pussy but it's that really we, we you know you kind of kind of want to stay but you, it, comfortable celebrity relationships too yeah and that, and that could be uh, you see how those work does the world know who you're in a relationship with cuz i have no idea um well, my my fans do you think you're ready for like a, a love and hip hop type career arc hell no no you're not doing that okay hell no okay hell no i just told you i used to get crazy <laughs> they followed me Right. They followed me on a bad week. You know what that would be like? No, nah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. That would be crazy. I don't think they would let you keep doing your podcast either. They would try to steal it from you. Cool. Actually, I guess they didn't do that to Joe, so. What? Uh, I heard they want to like own part of like everything that you do. Oh, hell no. That's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. You know, I always say, like throughout the years, whenever I've like had conversations about like a podcast, rap podcast, I've always kind of mentioned like, think about the barbershop. Like think about all those dudes in there. Just having a great conversation. Like, if you could just bottle that, like, you know, like a lot of those guys are just talking in the barbershop. They're great at conversation, but they, if you put them in front of a microphone, maybe they wouldn't be, but maybe some of them would be. And you're actually the dude who finally said, all right, let's actually, let's get as close as we can to an actual barbershop. Was that, that was the thought process? Um, in a way, in a way, I, I actually was just looking for a location. Oh, okay. <laughs> but the barbershop, that's and the guy the I was like, hey, this works out. And right. it worked out. And then I saw I saw LeBron's show. Mm. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. What is, is he stealing my idea? And da, 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 and checking timelines and all that. But there's a white like, YouTuber dude who got a, a interview series where it's it's in the 
little haircut thing. He like yeah. has like a set, you know, it's like a barbershop set as well as dude Jeff Wittick. Jeff Wittick. Yeah. yeah. So it, it is a con many people have kind of had this idea, but right. you know, you've definitely been the one to I've max it out. Master. You got VR episodes. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? Why would I want to watch it through a fucking circular camera in the middle of the room? Because you know, um, you you've done live shows before. Yeah. I don't do live shows. Right. So if you want to feel like you're at the show, you put on the VR headset and you're sitting in the middle of the show. People fuck with it. Yeah. So I'm not getting the full effect when I just look at it on my phone. No. And I can no. Go you got to put on okay. the headset and then you're like in the shop. You can, you know, the Fat Joe's talking over here. I'm responding. You can look at people's sneakers. You can right. see what, what my cameraman usually does. <laughs> you know, while that is kind of crazy. Yeah, like you can see people walking by outside and right. shit. Who's sitting down? If there's a girl in a mini skirt, trying to peep or what? You know, it's a, it's a lot. But you're not worried about the security there. Um, you told me you had something kind of spicy happen, right? Yeah, and now there's there's two to three guns outside the shop. Every right, time we film. So, I'm not worried. Though. You gotta be on your p's and q's. Yeah. yeah, you got like glass out there and shit. Like you know, it's like who knows what could happen. If be, that that wasn't a concern in the beginning. Like damn, people are gonna be walking by. Did you not think you were gonna have like big artists in the beginning? No, I, I actually like it because you know I walk around that neighborhood and um, you know people dap me up like yo I was walking by I saw such and such at the shop yo, you bringing you bringing mad stars to the hood right and I'm like that's what's up right and I I think um. From my from my past, you know, certain people I just got a certain level of respect mm -hmm. that people ain't gonna do like stupid shit. But you know, there's always one or, one or two people that's gonna Anything push it, and then they're gonna find out, oh shit, this is dangerous. I shouldn't do this. Right. You know, and they go tell the story, and all the other people thinking like that. But nobody's get, nobody's getting their haircut there. Like, you know, people get their. I thought you said it was a fake set. No, never you said you lying because we're on set. camera right now. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> nah, we nah. This is a barbershop for real. Oh, okay. You, you can go up there tomorrow. Get how your haircut. How many times a week you get your haircut? Um, uh, I got a beard. I don't got hair. Oh, so you shave it? Yeah. Right. Okay. I don't I'm know. I'm thinking why. about getting it back though. Let's see where they. Yeah, I was looking up videos. Go to the, Turkey. Yeah, exactly. I, I was did, looking at it, it today. I was looking it up. I didn't go to Turkey, but I got it done two you times. Word. It's all fake, baby. Say word. Yeah. yeah. That shit looks good, but it's different for, you know, for white people. Yeah, you go to a different dog. Yeah, you know, it would be. Different type of upholstery. <laughs> yeah, it's a different texture. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't sure, know. there's doctors who can do both, but you want to go to a specialist probably. Yeah. You hit up Tory Lanez. Make Lanes. it look right. Tory Lanez. I mean, he did, did he it. get his done? Yeah. He no, did. hit up LeBron. I heard Jadakiss got his done. Probably. Every fly, dude. It's like our BBL. Yeah, <laughs> me and you, BBL, <laughs> right on the head, right on the forehead, <laughs> right on the head. How long did it take for you to recover? It takes a while. Well, it's like you're in pain for like a week, and then and then it's it looks in the head. Good. pain in the head. It, it kind of hurts. Yeah. Does it like, feel like a headache or is it like no, my it, skin? It's is like detached. Uh, it's like numb and like kind of stiff. Like you yeah. touch it and it doesn't feel right. So but like, I've caused a lot of people to get it. Since I came clean, I made a YouTube video about it. Yeah. Everybody doing it. Wow. Jada Kiss, you got that from me. Yeah, Kiss got it. I don't crazy. know, maybe. I don't know. LeBron's bald now, so we can't use him as an example. Maybe something went wrong. Yeah, right? Some I mean, kind of miscalculation. I don't, I don't think he has the, the gap of time to heal. Mm. Wait, but what's the offseason like? I heard it was like four. A couple months, right? Mm. No, because it only looks fucked up. Honestly, him shaving his head might mean that he's getting another one. 
because that's basically what you have to do is you have to shave it, then they do it. And so then it's like a lot of people will like rock like a beanie or like something to kind of hide it because it starts to kind of look normal again like a couple yeah. weeks later or whatever. But then, oh. it, then it scabs up. It's a whole thing. But you can't play ball like that, man. And he be balling. He be in the paint. You can't take a couple All it off? takes is an elbow when your whole joint slaps. Oh, oh, God. I'm doing porn crazy. with this shit. You don't think I'm getting some smackage on there? It's yeah. all right. It's rough. <laughs> Be having dirty ass yeast infection, Listen, pussy man. plunked on and, my head. Look, if you guys see me wearing like a do rag for like four months on the show, mm. you know what happened. And there's gonna be a big unveiling and all that shit. It's gonna if be you cool. see me with a do rag on the show, same then thing. you did it again. I did it again. <laughs> Honestly, a do rag <laughs> is the perfect thing to wear while you're healing it. Right. Because it's like you could loose it, you keep it a little bit loose, so it'll look normal. That's if smart, you could wear do rags and play basketball, then. Braun would have been straight. I feel like a, a do-rag might give me more problems than it's worth. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, it's going to make me look a little weird. Yeah. I just don't it's think I'm the bit. type. It's a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I'm used to wear do-rags. Let me ask you something. Yeah. One of the big conversations going on in rap right we'll, now. Skip right over that. <laughs> Let's go to a topic. <laughs> Clip. Right. Academics getting heat from all the old heads in the rap game for basically saying that they're all dusty and broke. He Timeline-wise, he just went on. The Breakfast Club, I didn't see it yet. Right. So I don't know how the conversation went, but he basically got a shitload of rappers, old heads, pressing his line, saying, how dare you speak about us like that? You know, the funny thing, on the way over here, I got a call mm -hmm. from somebody who's helped propel the culture tremendously. Needless to say, he's an OG. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to call him an old head. And he was talking about how... um. This culture doesn't doesn't necessarily uh what was the word was it support it support itself mm. and academics was a he was a prime example of that i mean we're in media right right i asked him i was like okay are we mad at his statement or how he said it and he said yo you know what honestly it was how he said it right he said it you could have said it with more even respect. Even when LL was coming out and basically making his statement against academics, right. he wasn't denying it. He's saying, we didn't have all the opportunities. People didn't understand how to make music in the same way that the new artists do. So it's not fair to point at us and say, like, oh, y'all didn't capitalize on the fact that you were here early or whatever. Right. I'm sure LL Cool J wishes that he had Dr. Dre money, that he had invested in a tech company or a product as part of it. Right. I don't think anybody thinks that academics is wrong. I actually think everybody gets that he had a fair point. But it's like a, there's a lot of things they don't want this, you to say, even if it's true, right? Yeah. But but here's the thing: um, would he have gotten the same amount of press and the the response and the conversation would it would it have been generated had he said, <laughs> "Oh, they're going through a rough patch," right? You know, definitely not. I think he was shocked that some random thing that he said on his Twitch ended up getting that much attention. Because normally, especially when you're on Twitch, it's like mm -hmm. you got a couple thousand people watching you live. It feels very intimate. Yeah. This is just me and my homies. We're just chatting. Nah, but I could, I could, I can tell you, I bet I know how it happened. <laughs> yeah. No, I saw the clip. He was kind of like, the way he was talking was very much like in like a, a joking tone, just sort of saying, hey, fuck everybody. Right. It wasn't like he chose to get on live stream was like i'm gonna break it down to you guys why all of the old rappers are losers which is kind of like in isolation it seems like that was the context it's right. kind of it's a little trick that they play on you i just still can't believe that like ella cool j and russell simmons all these people actually like 
this became enough of a thing that they felt like it was warranted a response. It, when it has to be. None of these people have pretty much acknowledged academics ever before. He was never on The Breakfast Club before, right? Mm -hmm. Like, because of this one controversial statement, it's, I mean, props to him for The Breakfast Club because that's basically taking a negative and just turning it into a huge positive for him, you know? Yeah, to get on The Breakfast Club? Yeah, just I to mean, be able to take you getting shit from everybody. And he banged cool Charlemagne, but they never did that before. I mean, that's what's up. Damn, he called he called old heads dusty and he got on the breast breakfast. <laughs> That's crazy. But <laughs> out of all his accomplishments. Anyway, yeah. So, but I think it's a catch twenty two when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, academics, he clearly doesn't have respect for the culture. He doesn't give a fuck about it. He's part of the me generation. Mm. You know what I mean? It's it's like if you got money, you don't. If you don't, if you don't got money, you're not lit. And I that's that's how I feel like, you know. That's pretty much his thought process on the whole shit, right? Right. Um, he said what he said. Got a lot of people to respond. Start a conversation. I think it was necessary. Right. Now, personally, a lot of my my audience probably don't really rock with academics because of you know he has this this uh. What's the word? But it's be just, real. Don't you think it's authentic? I feel like your audience probably follows his page on Instagram, mm -hmm. might watch a video when it's some breaking news on YouTube, so right. and so got shot, yada yada. But that that you know, like that it, some people have the relationship with them, they're watching his podcast, they might even tune into the Twitch or whatever. Right. But like the usefulness of him like breaking news and shit, because he is really fucking good at that. Yeah. He gets to the fucking point of the story i can tell he talks to lawyers and shit to figure out exactly what's going on how much time somebody's likely to get you know so. he think, does a good job with all that it's a bottle of liquor just sitting next to that sometimes but i think that's what it is sometimes i hear him saying shit that i'm like there's no way that you just know this like you definitely like tapped in with a lawyer and like figured out how this was going to play out when he's like he's going to get three to seven years for this or where i'm like you wouldn't just know that you got to have talked to yeah, somebody, yeah, yeah. you know so okay yeah. all right cool but either way, okay. You don't think your audience fucks with them, like generally speaking? No, nah, I think we we got a different different thing going on. Mm. I I show a lot of respect to the culture, and it doesn't matter how much money you have. Like I, I of course, you know, you do interviews. Yeah. Some interviews you get the person's name, and you're like, I don't think this is gonna do a lot of views, but I like this guy. Right. You know, sometimes I get people, and I'll be like. Uh, I don't know how many people are going to pay attention to it, but if they do, it's going to be a blessing because he knows too much about the game right. and he's helped build the shit. So I'll do the interview out of respect. Because we kind of come from a different generation, even though I'm only a little bit older than that, of thinking of popularity or, or success as not being the only metric. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Right. A lot of the best battle rappers of all time were pretty much broke their whole life, right? Pretty much. Yeah. Still, still a lot of old school rappers, yeah. guys we like from the 90s, whatever, who never really saw that much success, but you would still regard them as a legend. As a legend. Yeah. Because you grew up, you know, watching this shit. Yeah. 
uh, or listening to it or, or whatever, or it influenced your childhood. You don't just look at those people and be like, oh, you weren't successful business-wise, so fuck you. Mm. You're, you're dusty now. It can be weird because, especially I come from the bike riding shit, you know, and like nobody has money. Like there's like a couple company owners who have money, maybe a couple pros, but mm -hmm. for the most part it's a broke ass subculture, right? right? And it's like, I'll see somebody who was on all the magazine covers when I was a kid, was the fucking man, sponsorships out the ass, all this money, all this whatever. And I'll just realize like, I'll just see him on Instagram or see him in real life and realize like, I mean, this dude's fucked up. Like this, like he got nothing. Yeah. Period. Right. And it can be kind of a weird feeling to be like, damn, like I'm in a completely different space. Like you were a god to me. And right. looking at it now, I realize you had some cool shit going with you at that moment, but you you didn't have the mind to really put a business together that was gonna last right. through your it, career it, after that. And just being realistic, talent is not Right. A business. A business mind. And you can a, take a talent, talent and turn it into things. business. Yeah. Right. But just because you have talent doesn't mean you're going to know how to capitalize right. off of it. And, we've, and, you, that's, and we, that's why most rappers get jerked because they have the talent, but right. they don't have the business sense. You've known a lot of people in your life who were the most talented lyricists, but then when it came to everything else surrounding that, they weren't willing to act in their own benefit. They didn't. They right. weren't serious. They weren't going to show up on time. They weren't going to network. They weren't going to put on a, a good face around the people that they had drunk, to impress. Show up high, oh, yeah. bug, bug the fuck out. I had a um a, a battle rapper um argue with me on spaces. Um, he kept muting my mic, <laughs> and he was and he was bragging about yo I made a quarter million this 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 year and da 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 da, and I'm like. I don't want to argue with you or anyone about money because someone with more money than both of us could be listening and they're going to chuckle at both of us. Right. So what's the point? What's the point? And at the time, I was probably making more than what he was talking about in like two, three months. Right. I was like, why, why are we talking about this? We're right. talking about talent. We're talking about skill. Why are we talking about money? Right. And I get that that's important to, to some people, but once you get it, you realize everything else is important. Right. Way more important than like your peace is important. Uh, the, the people you have around you are, is important. Um, family, uh, uh, having, having a sense of success, because you can have money but not feel like I'm successful. Because we all know that just having the money is not the thing. Because right. if you're a rich kid, hey, cool. Like, you might be a cool-ass dude. We might be able to be friends, whatever. Right. But you're absolutely not getting the same respect for having a million dollars in your bank account if your dad gave it to you right. as when we look at somebody who made that shit out the mud. Right. And now I, that's something I'm actually working on, like, that's unlearning. That's why you find rich kids in the hood. I always look down <laughs> on rich kids, like, my whole life growing up you know because I felt like you had it too easy. But the reality is, is it's not their fault. Like, some Yo, people are just born in that situation. I, I had a you know? girlfriend. She, uh, Her mother was a VP of a, of, of a Chase bank. She was in the projects. Really? Fucking with me. You know what I'm saying? Cause Just because she like, was attracted to that lifestyle? But it wasn't about the money. It wasn't, right. you know, it was about some sort of substance, some sort of something that she valued. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the BBC the too, right? Huh? The BBC. It's got to do something to her, bro. Of course, man. You know it does. <laughs> you know it does. That battle rapper energy. Still number one, baby. That big battle-tested cock. Yo, battle battle rap groupies are different. Oh, I bet they are. They're different. They got dirty ass feet and shit. They've been standing up all day. 
They can't wear no, heels. No, not 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 all of them. Not all of them. Not all of them. There's a lot of chicks that like battle rap. Really? But um, they don't be at the events. Really? Yeah. They don't be at the events. The lit shit I saw in the one battle rap that I went to at Drake's birthday is that Remy Ma pulled up a fucking folding chair and sat her ass right down in front. She was not even. Shout out to Remy. Remy's her and her cool. friend were like, nah, we ain't standing up for this shit. Shout out to Remy. Remy's cool as fuck. Yeah, no, she's dope. I was Boy. just like. I fucking saw her sitting up there, and I was like, "This is that's a gangster ass move." Ain't nobody else in here thought to go grab those folding chairs. We're all trying to prove how tough we are by standing up. Yeah, yeah. That, and that is usually if I'm standing during a battle, I slowly fade out as the rounds go. Yeah, I, I don't I don't like being in. The my room. brain keeps just going to like how much my legs are hurting more and more. Yeah, and who's that touching my back pocket? Yeah, and every. <laughs> And who's this guy that's going to start telling me about his music career in my ear when I'm trying to listen Word. to the punchline? I, I just felt someone's breath on my shoulder. Yeah. It makes no sense. It's like a, right. like a gym locker room at times, right? Yeah, it's crazy. So you feel like, I, I wasn't sure when I met you, like, mm -hmm. do we do we have smoke because I'm cool with disaster? We don't have smoke. <laughs> me and you, no, nah, we don't have smoke. But how, do you, how do you feel about him? How do you feel about me having him on my platform? I mean, uh, I wish him the best. Right. I try I try not to discuss that. Okay. Too much because you know, he's got a history. I've got a history. Let's just leave that over there. No, tell me exactly what happened. What? Between me and him? <laughs> <laughs> Here he but goes, exploiting black culture bro, again. I know you was he Here was he mad is. As fuck. Here the he question is. is Listen, I can't man. Even ask the question. Uh, listen, Snitching I, to ask the question. Did anything I, happen? What happened after that? Did I, shit get spicy in the streets? Um, mm. if you if you're talking about the, the the incident that happened out there, I stayed out there for an extra two three days. Yeah, and he was trying telling to link him, up. yo, you gotta link up with me. If you don't link up with me, you know this. You know these things could get nasty. Right. And you know he he didn't want to do it, so you know. Um, Daylight, unfortunately, his homeboy had to come to New York. And, you know, he's told that story a million times. But Oh, so y'all got Daylight instead of him? No. Uh, actually, Daylight went to his house and um, supposedly popped on him so that he could be good in New York. Really? The footage of Daylight fighting... Disaster. Oh, I that arc. Whether it's real or not, you know, I don't know if they got together and they said, "All right, so the so we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that." Either way, <laughs> either way, it's flattering, right? That you know, that's that's that was, that's what he had to do to be good in New York, and you know, all right, I'll accept that. Right. But you know, I haven't seen him in person. What would that's that be the, like? Um, someone tried to book the battle. They offered me a lot of money. And I was like, nah, it's not worth it. You and him battling, wow. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it though. Like so that, that should not be the that? next time that I see you. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Was this like 10 years ago now? Or was nah, it's about, I don't know, like six, eight, eight, eight. But yeah, I spoke, spoke with his homeboys. They kind of, we, we, we don't want no part of that. And right. Da, 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 that's between you and him and uh, uh, whatever. Okay. You know. But it was it was a yeah it was a it was a black eye <laughs> right for battle rap mm. at the time you know right I mean? you don't feel like it was karma a lot of people were trying to go with that narrative at the a, time yeah a lot of people was trying to go with that narrative <laughs> so if that's karma 
then I guess my expert opinion is karma. Mm. See, that's what I'm saying. You think what I'm saying? When something good happens to you or something bad happens to you, it's tempting to say, oh, look, this good thing happened to me because I did something good two weeks ago. <laughs> right. But it's like, guess what? Six months later, your, your aunt is going to get hit by a car and die. And guess what? That has nothing to do with the good shit that you did before. Right. It's all just random shit. Some of the best people no, it's not I know in my shit. life. Some of the best people I know in my life right. got cancer and died like six months later. Just great people. Never did nothing to nobody. Some of the biggest pieces of shit I ever known in my life are living. Are living great. <laughs> Killing it. California, baby. Because they're just talented <laughs> or some shit. But they're the biggest piece of shit ever. A lot of successful wow. rappers. Biggest piece of shit ever. But their story isn't over. You never know. Right. It's true. You never know. But we're but all going to For die. me, as far as looking at it, karma. I, I think it was, it was, it was just, uh, I can't say it's karma. I can't really say it's karma. Because in the situations where I did what I did, for one, it was one on one. Mm. It doesn't make it any any much. Doesn't make it right. But um, I feel like I went through worse, and I handled it better. Mm. You know, right. So it was like you know this. If this is something that happens in battle rap, it's, how, it's about how you handle it. Right. You know what they say: life is uh uh ten percent what happens to you, and ninety percent how you respond to it. True. But that, the punch of people trend is mostly over in battle rap, right? Uh, is it still going I, down? I don't think. I think battle rap has been commer not commercialized, but it it's it's almost looked at as some pussy nigga shit. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Let me ask you this: When I was backstage at that battle, I started to realize a lot of these people who are battling each other and acting like they hate each other on stage actually totally get along and don't give a fuck which probably should have been obvious to me already. Mm -hmm. But back in the day or like, you know, eight years ago, 10 years ago, was yeah. it way more likely to be actual no, static? No, I, no? I, I just didn't belong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I was actually there trying to feel something like, right. I really don't like you, so I'm going to tell the truth. Right. And people would battle me and make shit up and, oh, you, you, this, you, know, no, and then you did this, you know? And I'm like, what? All right, the, I win. My shit is true. Listen, that you know? battle I was at, mm -hmm. fucking Crip City. Yeah, out there. If somebody punched somebody, mm -hmm. and hey, they had metal detectors out there, but I'm guessing that shit would have got aired the fuck out. Uh, I don't know. I'm looking at a lot of people in that building like, oh, they're what, not going to let they, somebody were they, fucking. Were they like OGs? Or? There was a whole melting pot of different various brands of Crips all the way from the, the more extreme Crips to the maybe a little bit less extreme Crips. <laughs> to the watered down Crips. Maybe a blood or two. I don't know. To the I just rap Crips. It, it was a vibe. <laughs> and hey, everybody was super cool. But it also was like, oh yeah, some shit could definitely go. Yeah, if, if, if you were, were maybe a blood battling and you said something, uh, you crabs, Certain, what would have happened? But it ain't really like bloods versus Crips, but definitely for sure like somebody that somebody had beef with it could go. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. No, you wouldn't want to be a blood I think it was rapper more, in there. It like was that, more dangerous think. back in the days, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, we was showing up to these things on to the teeth, like I bet. I hear. Like if we had an issue with another rap group, right? They had to do their battle early and leave before we got there. Okay. So it was, it was, yeah. <laughs>
But so, okay, crazy. what's it feel like now? You're a podcaster, man. Like, yeah. you got a, a lot of the same shit that was important to you then mm-hmm. would be kind of unbecoming for the, the new math hopper, right? Do you feel like you're transitioning into I, I a new rap. guy? I still rap. I could, I could keep... I'm not you talking know, about I gotta, the rap, mm. but like... <laughs> you know? right, podcasters beef differently. They make fucking podcast episodes about each other. I don't, I don't beef no podcast. No, but if you have an issue with someone, you make podcasts about each other and shit. It's not like, oh, hey, well, let's go but meet I've up never in done the parking that. lot. I've never, I've never done that. Okay. I've never had beef with another podcast. I don't think I ever will because I can almost... Uh, to any extent, even with academics, when people be like, yo, academics is a piece of shit. He's this, he's that, that, I'll be like, uh, I can half understand. Mm. I can half understand. And if you're talking to me about it, then he did his job. Right. You know? Yeah. So I, I, I can see that. But that can be a tricky mentality, though, of like, people talking about me is good. Attention is good. Mm-hmm. How did That's- you feel when Joe Button was attacking you? I felt. Did you feel like this is gold I right actually now? felt gold. fine during it. Yeah. I felt like totally comfortable. And mm-hmm. then I said to him at one point, I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're going to read the comments on this shit and realize that you're not making the point that you think you are. And he laughs right in my face. Like, oh, you bet. Wait till you see. Yeah. And then when the. Co- so I went into it. I left. I'm like, listen. Can we, can we read the comments I'm like, on that? I think. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it this way. I saw yeah. a poll in his Reddit that said like 85% of his Reddit thought that I won the, the argument, which was pretty crazy when you think it's like four guys I never met on home turf against me, right? Right. But I I was questioning myself because he was so sure that he had like bodied me. But then like when it really comes down to it, like the the points he was trying to get off didn't really hit the yeah, way he thought it, they were going to It felt like hit. a reach. Yeah. It felt like a reach because, I mean, realistically, like we do, we, we do media, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. And um, I say this about Joe. Joe's a great guy. But sometimes he could be very hypocritical. Mm. You know what I mean? He'll 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 criticize you for something, and then the next week is you know what I mean? Right. Like so, when I was looking at it, I was like, okay, um, yeah, this this it just felt it didn't feel genuine. It felt like someone wrote that on a sheet, and they were like, oh yeah, yeah, we gotta go here. Yeah, it's like a you boring know? criticism. That's the yeah. problem is that it wasn't really like effective because. Everybody doing the same shit, really. Like, because, mm-hmm. like, an attack, like, you're attacking the exact kind of content that is popular, that people right. actually click on all day. And those same people at home would be mad if that content didn't exist anymore. No, but, but not only that, but as he's criticizing it, are those people supposed to feel embarrassed? Yeah, no. I, I did. I clicked on that. Right. <laughs> is he talking about me? Did I do that to the right. culture? Nah, that's, come on. Man. And then right after, he interviews the fucking guy who killed Osama bin Laden. And that. <laughs> Is what I'm talking about, and that is what I'm talking about. Like Osama don't got homies out there. Uh, that's no, like, imagine come how they on, feel. man. He talking to this guy like his family still rich and popping, and you sitting there like, so he blew his head off. My like, heart goes out to those ISIS family members sitting at home having to watch Joe Budden interview this killer. <laughs> oh. Terrible. That's worse than yeah, anything that ever happened cause, on O'Block. Because in some some place, you know, he's the hero and we're the villains. So, right. you know what I mean? Like, how sensitive are you being? Any like, come on, man, it's media, man. Right. It's media. You 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 play this game according to your own morality. What's some shit though that has tested your morality, or that has been like maybe an opportunity, and you were like, 
it's just a little bit too much not me to ask this question or have this person on or something like that because I'm sure that as you find yourself as a broadcaster that there are certain cases that kind of make you wonder what mm. to do what would what what mm. that's a tough one because I know we 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 go through this when you get guests on the show there's certain things and right. you know I ask just like I asked you, is there anything you don't want to talk about? Right. And then you kind of sit back and listen to people's lists. There's been a couple of times people mention shit that I'm like, I don't even know what's going on with that. I need to go do some research. That's a weird feeling. Right? I had no idea yeah. that you guys had. Like, I, Vlad listen, will pause the shit and sit there and Google shit for 10 minutes and then restart the interview. Yeah, that's a fact. That's smart. That's a fact. He don't but got I, no, I don't got it in me. But I got to keep flowing. For me, like recently I had somebody on the show and their publicist was like, no young thug questions. And I was like, what the fuck is that? What, what, what happened? I think of who you had on that would have helped. It's not out yet. It's oh, not out yet. Okay. But but I called the person and I was like, yo, um, yeah, your publicist said uh no young thug question. Right. I was actually trying to figure out like what the fuck the deal was. And he was like, Oh nah, man, just ask me whatever you want. And I was like, Okay. You want cool. you want to hear a good one? What? All right. So the other day I interviewed Boss Top from O Block. Mm -hmm. So he's like King Von's man and everything. Right. And like right before that. Uh, Quando Rondo's car had got shot up in West Hollywood. His homie gets killed, right? Mm, and so yeah, Quando Rondo, obviously that. the dude who his boy killed. Condolences. Right. So then I was talking about it with some of the guys in the office, and they were like, did you ask Boss Top how he feels about Quando Rondo's car getting shot up? And I'm like, nah. And they're like, Joe Bunning got you scared. <laughs> and I'm like, No. I'm like, I just Joe thought. Joe got you spooked. I just thought. Joe got you spooked. Bro. Listen, to me, that, that crosses <laughs> a little Adam bit of a line. There? That's like, a little bit of a line, right? Yeah, that's like, come on, man. Like, There's a line there. Because I already know how you feel. I already know you're happy. And I already know you're not going to admit it. Right. So I, have I ever been in that position? Again, oh. Uh, nah, I can't, I can't say that I have. Not yet. Did you think you were just going to be interviewing battle rappers at first? That's what I wanted to do. Right. And they started hating. Really? Yeah, they started telling each other, hey, then don't do a show. Hey, you're going to do a show and charge your money. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, and I was like, you bitch-ass nigga. These motherfuckers. You know, you know who I am? Fuck you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> it is. And I actually just, I said, you know what? I'm going to stop. Right. Stop. Even even the guys I was cool with, I was like, nah. Let, let, let me go into my roller decks. Because uh -huh. for me, it was always, like, pe there are people in battle rap that's just known for battle rap. Right. I was a young dude. Like, I don't know if you watched the Bimmy episode. I did. And Bimmy talked about, you know, wanting to sign me back in the day. Yeah. And like, I was reckless. moving around. I was you were too reckless. So that verifies that you're not just capping when you say that you yeah, were wilding back then. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a little extra. Mm. So... I was moving around. Battle rap became an option to make myself more popular to go get a record deal. Right. But once, you know, me and T-Rex, we got locked in. They paid us $5,000. The girl I was with at the time was like, yo, since I've known you, all your homies been locked up. Yeah. If this is a way for you to get money, transition. And I didn't listen right away. But after a while, I like, I said, all right, I'm, I'm doing this now. But you think that like being a battle rapper kind of puts a weird 
tints on your career that people don't want to listen to you do non-battle rap shit because it feels like Not. in large part the battle rappers make music that performs like nothing in comparison to their battle rap shit I'm, right I'm, I'm gonna tell you what exactly what it is people have a perception of battle rappers yeah see people would want to hear my music like shout out to funk flex drop bombs on my shit out here all that you know what i mean but people want to hear my music because they got to know me mm. a lot more so I, whatever stigmas or whatever uh, uh, generic settings they had for viewing battle rappers, they don't look at me like that. Mm. So I'm kind of like in the clear. And honestly, it was a blessing that these guys started hating on me. Because mm. now I'm in a different space. I got a music label. Shit is just different. Right. So, so you focused on that too, doing the the label thing? You got artists? Yeah, I've been in the studio for like 24 hours straight. Oh, really? Okay. Like a machine, baby. So the, the podcast feels like a part-time job in comparison or what? Um, Nah, the podcast is the bread and butter Okay. for now. But, you know, it's, it's a challenge for me to see if I can make something else a bread and butter. Right. And then something else a bread and butter. And then something else a bread and butter. Right. So... That's where I'm at with it. But how do you feel? Are you a full-on YouTube nerd? You in the analytics looking like, ah, my, I got to keep my numbers up this week. Are you uh, doing all the shit that like, all the corny like YouTubers the, do? It's like watching the block, bro. Yeah. Like watching the block. You selling crack down here. Yeah. You selling dope up the block. Damn, there's mad people going that way. Right. I'm watching them walk past. Right. I'm like, yo, homie, you good? Nah, nah, nah. They, they heading up the block. Right. So you what? Okay, all right, so, all right, cool. I need to figure this out. What you cutting your shit with? What you... What, how much you put in the bed? What kind of thing? I right, cool. And it was just collecting information and figuring it when out. When your YouTube is spiking, are you walking around with a little extra pep in your step or what? No. When, I'm, I'm, when my YouTube spikes, I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking, how can I make it spike even higher than that? Mm. Like this week, uh, this last week was the first time we dropped like uh, three, three clips from three different episodes okay. in one week. So shit shot up. Right. I was like, okay, all right, we here. Right. It's 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 the best feeling seeing it spike up, and then it's also kind of a burden because you know it's going back down unless you drop something ASAP. Yeah, and 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 it's always that uh, yeah. watching it. Like, see, I, in my mind, I have a certain certain amount that I feel like mm. I can't go below this amount a month. So if I drop an interview and it's not hitting the right way or, you know, YouTube does this, it's hater shit. Like, oh, they get money over there. Yellow checks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You get that? I, hate, I hate that shit. So when they do that shit and I'm like, oh, all right. Um, all right, cool. I got I to gotta have some stuff in the stash for this. Right. And I'll just start flushing stuff out or I'll just make the necessary adjustments to make sure I hit a particular number. And then after a while, okay, I got this for a little while. Let me set a bigger number. Right. And then I'll I'll make the, the adjustments to hit that shit. Right. But it's just it's just watching it. It's not nerdy shit. Yeah. It's like if you about business or you about, you know, anything, you you kind of figure out how it works, what makes it propel, and you work towards those things. It's just weird to be able to have it all right there in front of you. You know yeah. exactly how much you made, you know exactly where it came from. Well, like you're selling drugs or whatever. It's like is there another block five blocks away that's lit as fuck? I mean, you might not find out for a little while. Right. But on YouTube, it's like, no, here's all the information. No, I look for the other blocks, too. Yeah. <laughs> I look for the other blocks, too. Like, is right. there another site that does this? Oh, there's, right. the, there's other sites that claim to have higher rate um, advertising rates, but they don't have the traffic. Fuck 
Yeah, fuck all, fuck that. all that. YouTube for life, motherfuckers. Yeah, I mean, it sucks to like embrace the fucking. I don't want to use the p word that you're what? working at. What's the, the plantation word? that you're working at? The plantation. Because it kind of feels like that sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. Where it's like you don't really have a choice. <laughs> like where where the fuck else are you gonna go? Yo, like, like like let's keep it real. Do you feel the hate sometimes? We'll hate. Like when when the channel is doing really good and then something that does not deserve the yellow check. Oh yeah. Gets the yellow check and you're like, All the time, yeah. what the fuck? We were talking about Jesus Christ on this clip. Ugh. Why did they yellow check? Bro. A lot of my biggest interviews. Yeah. The game interview. Gets, oh yeah. It's going up, going up, going up, gets 800K flat. Did you at the um how, how did you feel about his diss? I don't know. I mean, I felt like he could have just not done it. It was the I don't know political. <laughs> I yeah, love the guy. He didn't have to, right? But, I mean, he didn't have to do it. It right. wasn't anything all that great. But yeah. the entire conversation about it since it came out has been, what the fuck was that? He didn't need it. I listened to the album. Yeah. It's a good album. Uh, I don't know who told him that was it. a good idea. I didn't think it was a great idea. If I was his manager, I would have said, eh. But then who's his manager, right? Yeah, whack. But I, think, I don't think whack loved it either. Whack, whack claimed to not really... To not be a really fan of it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you tried to set me up. You were trying to ask me all these whack 100 questions, trying to get no, me to come it was to hot. New York. It was hot at shit the time. about the biggest pyro in L.A. I see what you're doing. It was hot. I was like, yo, I, I mean, it, I was, it was things that he put out there. I had to ask. That's true. You yeah. got me back. You just got me back. You just got me back. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're here now. Yeah. No, I mean, I love whack, but he be wilding. Yeah, definitely. I can't, you know. Definitely. Like, the best people on camera will have some opinions that you kind of feel like, I can't believe that you're even capable of saying that. Like, would you interview Charleston White? I would. Mm. I would. I would. But I'd probably have, like, fucking mice on in the room or something. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you know, he'd, he'd have that. He'd have security? to have his, his pre No, he would have to have his pre No, not not. So security. when shit gets really not rocky, security. you call my son? No, <laughs> I didn't know that. Like, I, I'm not familiar with the hierarchy. No, my, my level of security is actually bigger. Oh, yeah, but he's like community activist and all that shit now, right? Well, my son is. Yeah, yeah, not bigger. Oh no, no. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. No. How'd you end up on the the co-host that you have now? Is it? Is it consistent? Sometimes I notice that certain guys aren't there. Is that like, are there reserves? No one is, is safe. There, is there a couple guys who are like <laughs> no one dying to get tagged in, but they're sort of just waiting on those seats over Nobody's there? Nobody's safe. Nobody. So you're relentless with it? Yeah, you got to eat. You got to look, man. Kill what you eat. Really? Yeah. But okay. As a host. Nah, I got love for my guys. But, but as a host, sometimes you be sitting there, you're interviewing somebody, and somebody starts saying some stupid ass shit that you just wish you could jump out of your chair and be like, stop talking about that. I don't want to talk about that shit. Ask him about this. I'm a control freak. So I yeah. be thinking about that shit all the time yeah. of like, yeah. I, this is not going where I want it to go. Right. You got a little bit of that in you? Um, Definitely, but I'll, I'll kind of see where, where it's going or I'll cut it off if I feel like, no, 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 we going too far. Because sometimes you'll be like, yeah, and, you know, that was the first time I killed somebody. Yo, where do you get your sneakers at? What the fuck? <laughs> yes, that. What yes. the fuck? <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll just be sitting there like, uh But, but you know, I, I, prob I'm pro I probably do the same shit sometimes and they catch me. So it's right. like, you know. Because sometimes but I, you'd be so eager 
in an interview, you'd be so excited that you'd be like a kid and you just start saying shit out of order. You like want to ask him about something so much that you ask him about it and you forget to ask him about 10 things that you wanted to ask before that. Because in my head, it's got to, the order of things kind of has to make sense, right? Right, right. For, for, for me, I've forgotten a lot of shit. Like, yo, why didn't we ask him about? But fuck it, it was a good interview. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't meant to be. What, what really kills me, though, is when you get an interview with somebody uh-huh. and, you know, they're, they're telling you all these stories, these great stories off camera. Right. And then they sit down and it's like they cannot, they can't comment on certain shit. Yeah. And then you take a break and they continue telling you these crazy stories and you're like, yo, you can't say this on camera? Nah, dog, I can't do it. And you're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. That shit pisses me off. That's a problem with a lot of people. And and really, like, when I'm trying to, like, teach my dudes how to do interviews or, like, you know, give them advice and stuff, like, I got a dude, T-Rel, who does interviews on our platform, interviews people all the time. Right. And, you know, he's successful in his own right. He got a clothing store and all this kind of shit. And he'll sit down and interview somebody, and he feels like he's doing them a big favor, taking time out of his day to do this interview with them. And they sit down, and they don't say fucking shit. They're giving them two-word answers. And he kind of came to me at a certain point, like, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to do it. Like, how do I do this? Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, see, see, that's why with me, I it is mandatory right. that I have a conversation with you before. Mm. Like, if you're somebody that I don't, you know, like Adam, I don't really have to have an extensive conversation. Because we you. will do this, do this. Already, exactly. Yeah. So you're not going to come in there and be like, yeah, um, so I got a podcast. Right. And then sit there. Right. You know what I'm saying? But some people like, I have to have a conversation with you because if you get if you come up in here and the shit is moving slow, like, no, I can't do this shit. I can't. See, I can get away with it to an extent because my platform is like everybody knows I'm trying to interview a lot of the up and coming rappers and shit. So it's like it's kinda like a test. If you give me a shitty twenty minute interview, I'm still putting it out. It's going to just be there. It's going to be like, this is what the interview was. Right. If it's trash, it is what it is. Everybody's going to know that at least I got the trash in it. Listen, I need people to know. If you're, if you're going to do it, you said something that was I felt like was so valuable, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many people think about this. Someone came to you and said, yo, this is the artist, da, 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 I want you to interview him. You said, no, he's not ready yet. Mm. And interviews are something that you should build up it shouldn't be a, a frequent thing. You know what I mean? It should be, you know, you should you, you should kind of like save that moment. Oh yeah. That's real. Yeah. So many people be in a rush to do interviews and they don't got shit to talk about. And it's like, why? Yeah. You know what I mean? People hit me up, yo, I want to come on your platform because this person said this. But then after we address that, what the fuck do you have to talk about? Right. You, If you want an interview, you should be able to line out the things that you are going to talk about that would be interesting. Like right. a person who is going to be able to DM me and just get an interview from a DM would be the person who could list off all these topics of these are the things I could talk about. And gr- granted, this is difficult, right? Because right. it's like the standard is Look, pretty high. Pay, pay attention because we're giving you <laughs> yeah. the resume. Right. <laughs> if you're not that popular, but you want to be on a popular platform and get interviewed, this is what you should do. The standard is high, right? Right. Because 
I feel like in the early days of YouTube, if you got shot ten times, that would like you go viral. Off yeah, that. yeah. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. Yeah. Like we put it in the title all the time. So and so talks about getting shot, just because like we're we're trying to find the most interesting shit in the fucking right. timestamps, and it's like, well, that's pretty dramatic. Right. It doesn't necessarily mean that anyone's gonna care, right? Like, Facts. It might be better than whatever the fuck else somebody else has, but right. even that, the most dramatic thing that could happen to you, is not enough to make people fucking care. So because they, they've seen it already. Yeah. Yeah, they've seen yeah. too much. They've seen too much. Yeah. What the fuck are the headlines five five years from now going to look like? Yeah. If I had an artist, if I was managing some 21-year-old kid, he's cool as fuck, the last thing I would want is for him to do a press tour and tell the same fucking stories on Vlad, Say Cheese, No Jumper, everything in a row. Fuck no. I would want him to do one interview with one platform that we choose that really is gonna set the scene for who they are. Yeah. In the sense that if you are an up and coming underground rapper, maybe No Jumper is the look that you wanna go with. If you're trying to be, I don't know, like, you know, all these brands have like sort of different images to them, you know? Like right. if you really wanna be like a radio star or some shit, maybe you're gonna go do Breakfast Club or something like that, more pop. If you wanna be known in the battle rap space or the more like traditional hip hop space, maybe you wanna go on mass shit because that could brand you as being somebody who has respect for that part of the exactly. culture, right? And, and that's that's the status. If you do 10 interviews in a row, no one gives a fuck. Even me, I came to New York, when I did your shit, some of them did good. Like the, the one I did with you did good. Did one on Barstool that did good. I had Flagrant with Andrew Schultz that did good. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I did like eight other episodes at the same time that didn't do good. But if I had just done one of those, then maybe those would have done good because why is somebody going to go watch me on a smaller platform when they could watch the the bigger platform that had me on? They know that's the one that everybody else already is going to be right. watching, right? Right. You know? But have you ever had someone come on your platform and be like, yo, I just did an interview with such and such. Can you wait to drop yours? Yeah, because Vlad is down the street. They'll be like, oh, I just did Vlad and I'm doing yours. You know what that means? I'm texting my publicist, yo, let's make sure this shit drops tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he does it to me too. Nah, for I, me, they be like, yo, yeah. just just yo, let them live. Let them live. And I, I'm like, eh, we I, don't let people live. I realized them. that Vlad was aware of it because we both interviewed uh, Rico Reckless and his boy Ewall at the same time. And they mm. did crazy. They said like a lot of the same stories. They talked about the Glock Dookie. <laughs> no, I don't know what you the Glock You see that? Dookie the Glock Dookie is like in the Chicago prison system, I guess. You take a shampoo bottle, <clears throat> fill it up with diarrhea, and then you run down on an op like, hey, give me your fucking ramen noodles or I'm about to blast you with this shit. <laughs> and they call it a Glock Dookie. The Glock Dookie. You like that? What the fuck? And this was like such this a is thing. This something real? This was on Joe Rogan. You, they gonna... watched this clip on Joe Rogan's podcast. Wow. Vlad's clip. He said the exact same story with me, but because, see, Vlad has a line. He'll do an interview and then not drop it for two weeks because he got a line of all this other shit, you know? Yeah. But when we did, we both did that the same day, boom, he dropped it the next day. Both of y'all. I mean, I got it out as soon as possible, but right. he, he had it up. Like, I don't remember who beat who. I, but I think I did, a, hey. I did an interview with uh, Drama. Right. And he was like, yo, I just did Rory and Miles. Can you, can you kind of hold off? I was like, man, fuck that. <laughs> I said for you, trauma. I got you. Right, I got you. But, but yeah, I, I don't like that. I don't See, like that's that. how you brand yourself. If you want to say you hate Joe Budden, you go do a Roy and Mall episode. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm cool. I don't I'm think cool it's that with serious. Well, I'm cordial with both sides. Right, but um, both. I don't know. Sides. They're, they're, like it's the fucking Bloods and the Crips. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they're they're they're, they're all kind of. I don't know. I, Joe's in a different category, man. He's in a different category. Yeah? Yeah, it's just different. All right. Like, yeah. where would you, if you were an artist, 
What kind of artist would? A drill rapper, for sure. Drill rapper would? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it big. <laughs> I'm go all the way in. Extendo, backpack full of switches. <laughs> all that. Pick me up, I got 100 switches all on that. me. Do you really love drill rappers like that? I do like the music, sure, yeah, but. Why? I don't want to live that life. Why are you so obsessed with Black Murder? Um, Why? It's kind of interesting. I mean, there's a lot going on, you know? Yeah. You watch action movies? I don't, but I'll listen to King Von. Instead. Well, I'm just saying I have no desire to watch action movies. I never watched a John Claude Van Damme video without a movie without looking away after like 20 minutes. Hmm. Nah, he has some good movies. Though. But like, I don't know. When you take like rap music and then you infuse it with all this drama and stuff, mm -hmm. I mean, let's be real. It's kind of compelling. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. The least compelling, and this is the problem for battle rappers, and I guess they figure this out at a certain point, the least compelling type of rap is I'm good at rapping rap. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? And you know what's you funny? Know? As a battle rapper, I used to hate when people rapped about rap. Yeah. That shit used to just like. Nothing will make you sound up. more dated Fact. than saying, I rip these tracks on the microphone. <laughs> And I tear these beats to shred. If you're rapping about what you're yeah, gonna do, like to what a you're beat, gonna do to a beat and rapper, and I'm the top mad rapper, and uh, it's, it's, it's a, a shame. It's like a, we we is it a game. Did you just diss Eminem, low key though? No, but even he's got to be at least a little aware of that dynamic, right? Yeah, but I mean the rap rap guy. That's weird, right? That's the whole premise for rap guy. That rapping is not people aren't supposed to rap about rapping anymore. They got rap about all this other shit. No, you can rap about whatever the fuck you want to rap yeah. about. It's just me personally. I don't, I don't care about you know you're the you're the greatest MC ever. All right. that, save all that cannabis shit for yeah. somebody else. Because if you're gonna rap about you're the greatest MC, well, you're gonna have to rap about a lot of other shit before to convince me. Yeah, like somebody's first song being about how they're the best rapper is hilarious because I've seen that many times when we're getting yeah, the donations. First people song. donate first listen to music. I used to do shit like that. Yeah. I used to do shit like that when I was young, but was after normal. a while, after a while, when I I would play it like you know, I had older homies that I used to hang with, right? Like people on my block didn't know how old I was because I always I was always with the older guy, right? So I would play this music to them and they'd be like, "Yeah, but you rapping about rap, right?" Like yo, and that's when I started like incorporating like stuff that was going on in the hood, and it would be a hit for these like, "What yo, they, oh that happened last Relatable. week, that's crazy, yeah." Yeah, because if you say, "I was standing by the corner store and this this crazy shit happened, went down," that's relatable, right? Everybody, and if it's true, everybody's seen some bullshit go down. Everybody, and never mind if you were involved or if you had some kind of heroic tale, whatever, or anything like that. Right. I mean, that's relatable, right? Saying I'm the best rapper ever. Well, most people listening to this don't rap. They don't give a fuck about you being the best rapper in the world. I mean, it's just reality. But not only that, but like if you if you just looked at uh at the culture. The rappers that rap like that, they don't they don't make it that far, with the exception of one. Logic? Eminem. Oh, yeah. But most of the guys that rap like him don't do stadiums. They don't do you know what I mean? Like they don't they don't have the same success. Yeah. So But why would we ever think that the most popular stuff of a genre would be the extremely intricate technical shit like what are the rock bands that kill it it's fucking system of a down it's not dragon force <laughs> <laughs> right, right. it's not that you know like it's not that the mainstream but, shit is gonna uh, be the shit that is a little bit easier to consume that's why for me like making music now 
as a battle rapper, doing right. I was doing music before then, but I, I try to focus more on life experiences. I put bars in there right. for the people who like to judge your pen right. and say, well, does he have a pen? Can he say some shit that's a double entendre, triple, da da da? I'll put all that shit in there because it's easy. Coming right. from battle rap, that shit is like too easy. It's like it's like a code that you can just write in. That's why I feel sometimes when I'm listening to a lot of like street rappers, drill rappers, whatever. It's like you could be rapping so much better without compromising your flow. Like I understand that they don't want to rap super technical because they're more about the flow and the rhythm of the song, being on beat, whatever. But you could still just be doing so much better on these beats. Right. And I just sometimes wish that that was more of like a cultural norm for people to care about that more. I think that we just need to kind of connect the old school with the new school. And if they could just find a blend, because the people who really like find success, they find the blend. They find the, the okay, I'm not so new that I just don't give a fuck about bars, but... I got bars, but I'm giving you life experiences at the mm -hmm. same time, and I'm mature enough to not rap about shit that's gonna put me in jail, so I'm J. Cole. Right. You know what I mean? There's only so many J. Cole spots available, I feel like. The same way there's only so many Eminem spots, because you've seen five million white boys coming for that category, right? right. And sometimes I feel like someone fills that category for a, a certain generation of people, like when X died, I know it's not like your wheelhouse, but I feel like that genre kind of died with him. Like, because mm. I heard a million artists trying to sound like him afterwards. And it's not working. And nobody gave a fuck. Yeah. You would have thought that they were looking for a replacement. Yeah. Same, bro, Pop Smoke. How many New York artists we heard that sound exactly like yeah. Pop Smoke? I was even in the booth like, made it out the hood, I'm so great. <laughs> you, you got a new voice. <laughs> I, it, it's my voice, but I realized like, right. Yo, nigga, you're doing this because you listened to too much Pop Smoke. You ever hop on, <laughs> you know like, a, you like, on like a Ron Browse beat back in the day? Ron Browse, nah. You remember that never, shit? Like, oh, gosh. Yeah, shout out to Ron, but. Everybody was embracing but the auto It was auto just so Harlem. It was like, it was like. Yeah. As I'm being from Brooklyn, and I was like allergic to them shits. Like, ugh, mm. stay away. Chicken noodles, soup. Dude, oh. I, I remember Jadakiss saying something like, I'm going to smack you with a Glock the size of a sub from Subway. <laughs> and I was like, this shit has gone too far, Jada. But there was a ton of bars like that at that time. I'm going yeah. to smack you with a gun the size of a blank. No, what about whip the color of mayonnaise? Oh, all that. For with minute. mustard mixed in. Yeah. <laughs> like, there, was a, there was a million whip the color of. Oh, yeah. If somebody was to take like and make a list of all the whip the color of, it's crazy. There was a lot of like rap game. Like, I think Riff Raff started it, but a lot of people were doing it for a minute. Rap mm. game and then just anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Rap game, Wade Boggs. <laughs> Boom. You're lit. You got any, like, what What, what do you regret? What, what, what do I regret? You put any, like, whack-ass shit out that just uh, really, you, like, hope the fans don't dig it up? Let me think. <laughs> nah, I'm good with all that shit. You respect it. If anything, okay. you look it up and you see either I got better or I got moments short. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm good with that shit. Right. Because everybody got to start somewhere. Right. You know? I feel like that's the problem. A lot of rappers come out nowadays, they're already rich. And, you know, they're already super gangsters. They're already, oh, you know, I'm, I live in a mansion. It's the, we don't get to see that that transition no more. You right. You know what I mean? We, we, we used to get to see Hoodie Biggie, 
<laughs> with the with the Raiders being being on, and then we got to see Versace Biggie, and it was like, oh shit, he came up. We got to see you know, uh, a Fat Joe with the army jacket. But you think your fans want to see Versace Matt Hoffa in the barbershop? Um, they wouldn't have a choice. Yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't have a fucking but, but is choice. That, in your mind, is it like, oh shit, I'm gonna cop five chains because the fans are gonna no, be hype? No, I do be, I, I do sometimes like. I find myself like, cause I got like, you know, I got high end shit in my closet. I'm sure. But when I'm going to the barbershop, I'm like, yo, am I styling on niggas? Mm. I don't wanna, I don't wanna style on niggas too hard. Yeah. Let me put this $900 Dior shirt back in the closet <laughs> and wear, wear some other shit, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, fuck it. Ah, I feel it, what, I feel it. What, what, what's uh, yeah, that was a question I have for you. What was it? Something about Jadakiss with a gun the size of a sub from Subway. <laughs> what song is that? Anybody I don't know, know, but I'm pretty sure if you Google it, you'll find it. Anybody know Jadakiss, sub from Subway? The thing I'm scared of is right that up. it was like a J-Hood lyric. Yeah, it sounded like. It that sounds be. like a J-Hood lyric. Yeah, but I bet there was like a Jadakiss version what that was better. That would be a great interview. I remember. J-Hood, if you're out there, you call me I, first. That was, call me first. <laughs> great idea. I love that idea, J-Hood. Yeah. One thing that I remember back in the day is I think that his, it, it might have been his mom's house burned down and it was on the news and he like clearly like lived in the crib and a lot of people, like this was being posted on Worldstar on the blogs and stuff, a lot of people like, you acting like you the shit, you living with your moms, rah, rah, rah. What, what, what do you yeah. think this was? Yeah. Yeah. That's I just remember that back in the day though because I was so young that I was like, oh, okay, so they're not all rich. Okay. Oh, were you just finding that out? Ah, you kind of thought like, oh, all these guys are talking about selling crack. They must all have money from selling crack, right? I'm not, I'm not gonna say who, but I'm in the studio with guys from years ago, right? And they were like, "Look, man, you think this chain is real?" <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sitting there, you know, some rappers they'll give you a speech, like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Think it's real, please. But I'm, but I'm hopping out of a, 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 a $300,000 vehicle, so mm. nobody's going to question me. If you had a fake chain for like, 10 oh, years shit. and nobody knew, that's like catching a body and getting away with it. That's amazing. That's like, damn, you really did it. You did the worst thing that nobody's supposed to do when you got it. away with it. So I guess Baby baby from Cash Money, he he caught mad bodies. What, he had fake chains back yeah, then? Yeah, he was oh. talking about it. He was really? like, yo, yeah, shit wasn't, man, nah, it wasn't what, it, what it was. Damn. But they had to make it look like. It was what it was, you know? Wow. You can't have cash money records and you're like, all right, we get the little small joint because that's all we can afford for now. Mm. Ah, because to me, that. my mentality has always been, I'm not playing the jewelry game. I don't give a fuck. It's not me. I'm not doing it. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'll see a rapper on all the blogs and everything with their new chain mm -hmm. and I realize, or never mind with the Lambo truck or the new car or whatever, and I start to realize like, this is all marketing. Maybe I'm tripping yeah. by not dipping my toe in. Right. But at the same time, it's like, well, you're not going to do what Future's doing. So what the fuck are you even going to be doing? Right? right, exactly. You know, you're not going to be I doing mean, what Thug is doing. You got to find your look. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Find your look. But what better chance to take advantage of my white privilege by just dressing like a fucking bum? I, is that really white privilege? Because Yes. This, Bill Gates gets to walk it, around. It, there's a lot of rich whatever. people that do that. I, th I think, I don't know. I mean, it's really more of just like a facet of white culture that like flexing is way less of a thing. Yeah, definitely. You know? 
It flexes the stock portfolio or some mm. shit like, like that. Like all huh? those Silicon Valley, all these fucking billionaire ass tech investors, crypto dudes, whatever. I mean, once in a while they'll have like a fucking Balenciaga hoodie. But for the mo and they might have a nice watch. Did you buy it though? This? No, no, I'm saying the no the Balenciaga hoodie. Did oh. you buy it? Did you go to the store and say, I want that? Well, I mean, let's be real. If you have like many millions of dollars in your bank account, then right. like a fifteen hundred dollar hoodie is like what the fuck? Like, yeah, who exactly. cares? Exactly. But that that's the problem though, is that we all know people who have like fifteen hundred dollars and they bought a fifteen dollar hundred dollar hoodie. <laughs> that's the bad part. That's the that's the that, part, that's a terrible part. Is that like the if kids you, will watch Kylie Jenner and think, oh, I got to do everything she doing to be cool. If you live in the projects, you should not have a Gucci belt. Mm. I'm saying it here. I'm saying it now. If you live in the projects, you should not have a Gucci belt. Prioritize yourself, man. Right here on like, Canal Street would be a great place to pick up a fake one. Oh, yeah. Canal? The fakes are looking pretty good. Look, look. Yo, if, you, if, if you're the type, like, you, you date those superficial chicks that like bags and shit like that, bro. Mm. Oh, I should bring my Christmas. girl a fake bag. No, not your girl. Okay, my side chick. Side chick. <laughs> I don't have one. Side I gotta chick. get one. There it is. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. I bring my mom a fake bag. You know, she'll the, fall for it too. Facts. My mom will fall for it. The, and and the, and the thing is, like, most of the people who are really who really want those type of things, don't know what the real one looks like anyway. Exactly. My mom has no clue. They've never been in a fucking store. She got like forty five Facebook friends. Nobody's gonna tell her. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> Look, my son got me. Wow, that's a great idea. Yeah. Write that down. Um, no, I got a bar. I said, um, uh, Gold Diggers trying to get a new Birkin. GPS root canal. My tooth hurting. I don't know if you caught it. Mm. GPS root canal. My tooth hurting. Yeah. I remember Cam said. <laughs> yeah, different. We different. did Delancey Street. Cat food. Fancy feast. <laughs> And I still don't really know what he was getting at, but that shit sounded funny. Like, damn, you're really putting the words together. I love Cam, but but some of some of his stuff, bro. No, no, I, I'm. I love Cam. Mm. Shoot my show in Harlem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But some of some of the, you know, the the life on the lyrics, you go back and you're like, I don't know if this is still. Nah, this that's is still too hard. Because let me tell you. In reflecting, because I knew I just loved Cameron the second I heard him when mm -hmm. I was like 18. I, yeah. Oh my God, this guy's so sick. And I like I didn't really think about why I liked him so much, but when I think about it now, it's like he had me convinced, and I don't, I don't, I have no idea what Cameron is like in the streets. Right. He had me convinced he was a stone cold killer who was also the silliest, most playful lyricist who would say anything, the wildest shit, the most ridiculous bars, the weirdest right. shit that I couldn't believe he knew about. Right. But he also said it all with such a straight face and that fucking just mean mug that just made me really believe he was 100% about this life. If you know that he's right. not, do not tell me. I don't want to know. I want to believe Cameron forever. Yeah, I love Cam, man. Even you laughing like that's kind of no, fucked up. No, I'm this. just saying. I'm just saying, like, you get to you get to a certain point in your life where you're, like, playing your music and your kids are in the car. Mm. And they ask you, um, what does computers Putin mean? Mm. And you can't explain it. You can't really explain <laughs> it. <laughs> the computer shit was you happening know, I, I, I computer. make computers work. Yes. But why? Why you make computers work, Dad? <laughs> I don't know, kid. Um, <laughs> I can't wait for my kid to ask me shit like that. Just turn up the music on. I'm like, just listen to this song, man. God damn it. You get shot at, call me. I'll do the shooting. Shooting. 
Come on. I believed him. I thought for sure. It's just up. That's just up. Don't take this away from me. I'm not. I'm, not, I'm never gonna. So what? Cam's what that guy. What, what's the? He, he has the most amount. He has the most songs with his name in the beat. Mm. Killer. Hella opera beats. Facts. Facts. Mm. Man, yeah. when I was I went to see Billy Joel at Madison Square Garden, and there was a couple songs that were samples from Dipset songs, and I was having the fucking sample play in my head. And I went home and I typed in Diplomat's Billy Joel sample. I didn't even have to remember the names of the songs. Right. Right there. Boom. Right there. Boom. Crazy. Thank God for YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I was thank God for YouTube. Yeah. The plantation. You, you thanking YouTube? Oh, uh, of course. You're very thankful for this? I'm very thankful what, for YouTube. Th then my last question. About? What was your perspective on the media game when you were watching Tax Stone come up back in the day, I know you probably just were a fan watching. Uh, what do you think you, of that rise? You, ooh, you, oh, motherfucker! What? <laughs> he went there with it. Yeah, yeah. I really, um, it's kind of crazy in retrospect. I was in it. All right, let me give you give some stuff that people might not know. Right. Um, Troy Ave is from my hood. Ah. But he's like the generation after me. Okay. Or rather, I was hanging with the generation before his. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I, you know, we used to do some, we used to do some wild stuff back in the days, mm. right? I'm sure. And there was a, there was an occasion when we, we was in East New York. Yeah, and you know, and there was some, some guys. They were, they were really upset. At us being flamboyant, and um, <laughs> you know, firecrackers. So when he started dissing me, and I started doing my homework, I thought he was one of those guys. Mm -hmm. And he was like, "Okay, well now he's got a he got a podcast now. He remembers, and he's, you know, now he's this is my revenge because I didn't know why he was dissing me. Right. I was like, "Does he think I run with Troy? Because Troy's from." I don't know. I didn't know why he was doing that. But the sad thing about Tax is had he not done that, I would have been a fan of him. Oh, yeah. But he just decided to, to, to pick beefs with people that's from where, not necessarily the area he's from, but, like, we're from Brooklyn. Right. Why well, he's starting with people, people from Brooklyn. He went on Vladdy. Talked a whole bunch of shit about me. And my only response was, yo, you look like the type of dude that um, you're going to put your people in the line of fire. So um, if you're not that guy, you know such and such. They know me. Contact them. And if you really got an issue, we can handle it. Right. If not, not saying another word. Right. So... He did the whole posting his location, you know, and all that stuff on the and I was tempted. <laughs> I was tempted. I was like, you know, I could just be like half a block away and just scare everybody. You know what I'm saying? But right. I was like, nah, this is dumb. Yeah. Not doing this. Posting everybody especially. saw this shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Anything happened with somebody fall and fall on a nail, oh shit. Uh, yeah, Math Hoffa, uh, yeah, we, we need you to come down to the station. Like, stupid shit. Mm. I said, nah, this, 
this is stupid. The night that that shit happened with him and Troy Al, uh-huh. I got a call from Five Mics. Shout out to Five Mics. Shout out Five Mics. Keeps coming up on my podcast. He um he was a uh, he was running with T.I. at the time. Right. And if everybody remembers, it was a T.I. show. He was telling me to come come out. I was writing some battle shit last minute, and I couldn't. I was like, nah, bro, I got I to gotta lock in, or this is going to be an embarrassing situation. I got to finish this shit. I get with you another time. Right. So I would have been there that night. Wow. And I would have ran into this guy who was on Vlad calling me pussy and all types of shit the same night. Wow. Troy Ave went through. And he took, rest in peace, Banger, mm-hmm. who was one of the coolest guys. Really? The, uh, uh, a supporter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And the whack part about it is even though I didn't go, my baby mom was pregnant at the time, and later on that night, I walk into the other room, and she's crying. And I'm, you know, focused on my rhymes. I'm like, what happened? She's like, yo, they killed Banger. I was like, damn. She was like, yo, we need to go to the hospital right now. Huh? Y'all were like that with him? Yeah, she, her, her best friend was uh, his girlfriend. Okay. And actually the godmother of my daughter. Wow. So, drove out there. I spoke to Maino about it on the show. I was like, yo, I was out there that night and I saw you sitting by yourself and I was like, something going through his mind, I'ma just leave him alone. I said, what's up to all other people that was out there? And um, later on, you know, of course, I got the story. You, 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 you figure out the details and then it comes out to the public. Right. And I'm like, wow. This guy who had an incredible voice, but felt like it was necessary to go at people where he was from, Mm. which put him in a position where he felt like he had to carry something to protect himself from the shit that he was instigating. Look how that played out. And meanwhile, like seven years later, here we are, six years later, whatever, this whole podcast game has been unfolding mm-hmm. millions of dollars. Millions. People making. And he would have been right. He would have been at the at forefront. The fucking top. But is and that, he hasn't a, gone is that a trial. good thing? He hasn't taken, gone to trial yet. Right. But here's the thing. Is that a good thing? Because I think people would have gotten the wrong impression of how you're supposed to podcast. It's definitely a cautionary tale, you right. could say. That's why. I, I tell you, you know, if I got an issue with somebody, I'm not even going to talk about it. I mean, Tax was basically like a drill podcaster because he was basically doing all the shit that we're used to drill rappers doing. Right. Really being like that, taking shots at whoever the fuck he didn't like, mm-hmm. and then really actually not being scared of what was coming to him. Like he moved around I, like he I was ready to do it. I can't agree with that. I can't agree with well, that. Well, I mean, maybe you know stuff, but the way he rolled to that show and the way he got Look, down to listen, me is like oh you were really gonna do that it's a, it, it going on the run mm. is a reflection of fear also well but i mean that's you cool. dig what i'm saying yeah but right if you're wanted don't you just kind of get out of Be, town right? being in a position where like i can imagine myself being in a club 
with a gun. Right. Now, back in the days, yeah, that, that was the always strap when we hit the club. Right. But now, when I can afford security, why would I do that? Why would I be the guy? But let's be real, Tax was probably like just getting to the point in his career where he could have maybe afforded to have security. Probably didn't even cross his mind, really. Right. Because it was like he had just blown up. He was only hot for what, like a year? Hmm. Maybe two years if you were listening to him from the very beginning. Right. And he and he had he had a lot of people behind him. Yeah. But real money. But look how it played out. Mm. But okay, if if I and I did not know most of that actual history between you guys. Yeah, it's cool. But I'm just saying if I had asked you at that time what you thought of podcasts and what you thought of that career path, what would I you have th- I would have thought it was a bunch of people just talking shit. Yeah. And there was nothing real, real about that mm. because, you know, my, my impression of him was that he was somebody I was never going to run into by himself. Mm. You know what I mean? What well, is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Free it's crazy. But, uh, okay, let me ask you this. Final question. You're in New York, man. You're not worried? About what? You know, people getting revenge. For what? For, for all the East Coast rappers that have been t- you know, bad I'm things been happening. City. I'm from New Hampshire. <laughs> so if I get smoked for what a bunch of L.A. gang members did to some East Coast rappers, hey. That's crazy. Yeah, got me. Uh, um, all right, this is my question. Uh-huh. Doing all this content, I know it's not just a hustle to you. I know that this shit means something to you. Right. What's an episode or a moment that really made you feel something? That made you really be like, this is what I'm in it for. These are the kind of moments I want to capture on camera. This is this, a moment where I really felt something deep in my bones. I don't know. Do people cry on your podcast? It's happened a little bit, yeah. I got a little teary-eyed, too. All you got to yeah. do is start talking about kids, and I get a little teary-eyed. Oh, it's the kids' conversation. Well, like if somebody starts talking about like dying and like what their kids might be like, what their kids' life is gonna be like yeah, if they, they die just, or whatever, they just take you it's to the bad. Like, like, bro, I can't handle this. You can't make me think about that right now. Yeah, facts, facts, facts. Yeah. Um, I had a dude named Bruce Bruce Franks, St. Louis Superman. Um, he's also a battle rapper. Okay. Name Oops. His episode, when he confessed that, you know, he had attempted suicide a couple of times. Mm. Um, and then to see everything he did after, because, you know, he won a, awards for that documentary about him being an activist in St. Louis and all that stuff. Okay. That moment, another battle rapper named Bill Collector, this is when I realized I could I could see certain things. And I, that might be from being in a certain lifestyle where you have to be able to read people. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, it could be really, really dangerous, right? Um, like be, people from, people have spent a lengthful times in jail. Sometimes they have that. Or people who just, you know, lived a different type of life, right? Because you gotta read everything. Like, mm-hmm. fuck what you're saying. I gotta read your eyes, your eyebrows, your hands, your feet, your stance, all that. I gotta pay attention to every single detail to see what you're actually saying. Right. You know what I mean? Um, 
And I just read that he was trying to kind of railroad the conversation because he was protecting something. And his daughter had, you might cry, his daughter had passed away. Oof. And he never really spoke of it the way that he, he got to speak of it on our show. Wow, really? And once I, once, you know, that, that kind of opened up and the conversation got so much better after, once that was just lifted, that's when I felt like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing something important. Damn. No, that's some real shit right there. Well, yeah. well, and since then we have moments like that. Uh, Mayno opening up about being in the hole and his worst fear was just being a jail nigga. Right. You know, he teared up. I kind of teared up a little bit. Like, you know. Because somebody like that talking about his daughter and shit, I yeah. mean, I don't know him, but he might be the kind of person that, you know, a lot of a lot of our dads were like this, where they didn't really talk about their emotions like that, you know? Right. And then all of a sudden, the podcast is a forum where he actually feels like, oh, it's appropriate for me to open up like that. Maybe right. he had avoided doing that to the women in his life, to his family members, et cetera. Like, right. when you sort of realize, like, oh, he has chosen to use my platform to get this off, like, that can be a fucking crazy moment of just feeling that sense of mutual respect that, that you chose to, to share this like, with me. Like you're, it, but it, it was more of, like, I saw it, like, like the the sometimes the, I see things that the the rest of the cast they might not peep, right? And I just start chipping at it, like yo, it's something there. And I just chip, and then people will open up, and I'll be like, oh wow, yeah, something was there. He needed to get this off his chest. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it it is like a, it's different. You know, the the hug at the end of the show is. <laughs> it's like, mm. thank you, bro. Right. Thank you. Because why else would you ever have that kind of connection with somebody, e even your closest friends? You might have that experience somewhat rarely. Right. But to have that with somebody who is not your closest associate and to actually share that with them, to turn into a fucking therapist basically for an hour and a half on this, the untrained yeah. therapist that you're sort of facilitating this kind of conversation, yeah. that's when you really start – you really Thinking start about the like power of this. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah. And that's that's kind of why I would never do what academics does. <laughs> <laughs> Talking shit about people who go a little dusty. Right. I mean, I mean, I get it. I get it. Act, act is good for that. I don't think anybody, if he worded that respectfully, mm. it would not start the conversation. And I feel like the conversation that he started is going to lead to certain things changing. Mm. So it's necessary. Yeah. We're all necessary. But even though he's taking all this shit right now, as soon as I saw it happening, I'm like, I already know he's going to be able to turn this into a positive. And yeah. now look at him. He's on The Breakfast Club. To him, it's like, how many podcast episodes is he going to do with it, it depends on what they talk about, Jay or, or uh, Uncle Rush, et cetera, to right. just be able to make content out of me and you? Like, the way I look at it, I'm running this whole business. I got all these people working for me. I got all this shit going on. I'm trying to crank out all these interviews. If I'm going through hell broiled in controversy on Twitter, this is not good for my mental health. It's not good for me running this business. Right. He fucking actually does embrace it and just uses it as fuel for content and it actually does work for him. Yeah. Myself, I try to avoid these types of things. Yeah. Why? Because I just don't... My quality of life is very important to me and if I have 50,000 people screaming at me on Twitter, 
I can't lie. Like that is just going to have a negative impact on my mental health waking up that day. And I have my fucking calendar is like weeks and weeks of just shit locked in that I'm grinding through doing content and stuff. And I don't know, to me, it just doesn't seem worth it. But I mean, it's not like he really went out of his way to offend anybody in that moment. Right. He just but, did but it. now it's kind of it's yeah. rolling. He, he definitely do some spice on his responses. Yeah. Definitely do some spice. Yeah, because he starts bringing up everybody's accusations and shit right away. Like, and we're, I mean, for you and me, you, we're probably sitting there like, Ack, we know what you're doing, bro. Yeah. We know what you're doing. No one saw that one. But the thing, <laughs> you know is, the thing is, is that he knows what he's doing there. Yeah. He knows that that's going to make them think twice about fucking with him because if he wants to be posting some shit about T.I. every fucking day on, on his Instagram page, mm. well, T.I. going to feel it. Yeah. And it's not going to make his life as fun as it could be. So he might just decide to act as a kid. He'll stay in his crib. Yeah. But Ak also like, you know, he's not dying to destroy T.I. Yeah. I but if T.I. So. went on the warpath against him, you know, in his head, he's going to be like, here we go. Here's my next two months of content. We want a war. But I don't think that that's like, you don't want to turn people that's respected. Yeah. Against you. Hmm. That's when you're you're on you're you're at a line in Pathmark, but he, buying buying uh, uh, almond milk and somebody just punches right. you in the face because they're a fan. I, I don't think Axe buying almond milk by himself. You know what I mean? I think he's 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 past that. But think about it. He beefed with Meek Mill. He beefed with Nicki Minaj. Mm-hmm. It didn't have any kind of negative <laughs> impact on his career. I mean, and these uh, are people who are supposed he, to have people who you're supposed he to beef be with Meek. Of. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, it's not really that's. He beefed with Rory and Maul. They left oh. a letter in his mailbox. They left a letter in you his mailbox? That? That, that was, was true. Crib. That was true? Yeah, they left a birthday what card did, or some wait, shit. What did it say? I'm basically some shit that Act took as I'm going to fucking kill you or something. So then he wilded out on him. It said some shit, but it was like. That was Rory. It was kind of like, yeah. It was, that was Rory. I can't. I can't, I can't that, that was. <laughs> it was some shit that was basically like, hey. I can't see Maul really doing that. Uh, that had to be like a Rory thing. Mom might have drove him there. I don't know. He might have drove him there, but like a birthday <laughs> card, dog. Like we really gonna Mom do looking that? around. No, I'm on my serial killer shit. Like, <laughs> he's gonna get the message. Oh boy! All right, Matt, crazy. I yeah. appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. Much too, love, bro. everybody. Go subscribe to the motherfucking podcast. You heard, and if you're watching this because you follow me, subscribe to No Jumper. On God. Right. Oh, one thing I want to ask you. Yeah. Why? Why multiple channels? Well, we just decided to go with the Clips channel because we're already pumping out so much content on the main channel that I was like, I got to build one up sooner or later. And I think we're at like 450,000 subscribers. So I should have done it years ago, but hmm. I feel like it gives me a little bit more flexibility because, you know, you see Vlad said he wants to drop 100 clips a day on his channel. Yeah. And YouTube doesn't like that. They don't. They don't. YouTube, we, like we need to like that. sit down collectively and be like, yo, YouTube, why do you... Why For me, you? it's like... The idea of having the main channel be more selective and then having a clips channel that can post 50 times a day, that sounds great. Right. I don't want everybody to feel like they're signing up to see 50 things in their subscription box every day. But, yeah. hey, we'll see. We'll see. My man, Math Hoffa, appreciate you, dog. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, Instagram, etc. Like, comment, and subscribe. Necro is walking in here. He clearly Necro. doesn't realize that <laughs> we're still doing the podcast. He clearly doesn't realize another joint. Peace, what up? Peace, what's good? What's good? Yeah, it's me. It's me. It's me. Peace, what's good?